Hey, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And today, we've got a steamy topic. Ashley yes. is ready to dive in. Oh, behave, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so she's, she's first, though, before we dive in, she's got a, a review that she's going to read. And thank you. Thank you guys who are sharing these reviews. We read every one. It means a lot. So, sweetie, absolutely, take, take the floor. All right. This is from Railbender, and it's entitled Settle, Sanctified, and Steamy, which I love. And uh, this person says, great info and honest conversations about sex and marriage. Wish this would have been out there 30 years ago. Keep up the good work, Dave and Ashley. Thank you so much for that awesome review. We are so excited to dive into this episode. Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They like do get they, you. They just knew what would look right on me, and it's, I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. We did an episode a few weeks ago on fetishes and role-playing, and a lot of you guys listened to that. A lot of you yes. were clearly interested in that. And even in that episode, we kind of promised a follow-up uh, that was going to delve more into the the fantasy side, which is separate from fetishes. Yes. And we're going to talk a lot today just about about the emotional, about, um, you know, it, well, here's, here's a million-dollar question. You know, I heard this old lady say this thing one time, and it was a little bit crude, but it also made me laugh. And she was talking about kind of her philosophy with with her husband. I can't even remember the context of where I heard this story. But she said, if I remember right, I don't care where he gets lathered up as long as he comes home for a shave. Oh my goodness. And she was basically <laughs> saying, I don't care where he gets turned on as long as he's only having sex with me. And it, you know, it was funny, but then I thought, you know Ooh, what? I don't know. That's that's <laughs> it's not right. I'm saying it's right. it's not that's not a, the correct approach because the truth is if we're getting turned on, if we're having all these fantasies that have nothing to do with our spouse, and then we're just coming home to essentially act out those fantasies with right. you know, whatever warm body happens to be at home, then we're not loving our spouse. We're not connecting with them physically, emotionally, spiritually with the oneness and monogamy that we're called to have. God calls us to monogamy that's not only physical, but but mental. And Jesus talked about the dangers of lust. There's a lot in scripture about this. Right. Um, but at the same time, as long as all of your fantasies are focused on your spouse, then God gives us a ton of freedom in the bedroom right. to be able to have fun. So we've got to find this this balance between realizing that the marriage bed is a safe place for us to be able to to talk about our fantasies and for us to be able to uh, explore and be adventurous and be creative in the way that we express love and pleasure with one another. But at the same time, we can't let those fantasies be fueled by anything outside of anyone outside of our spouse. So if we're, you know, and, and I'll just kind of tee it up there, sweetie, and let you dive in because uh, there's a lot to talk about. Some of it's awkward. 
Uh, but it's yes. all of it is uh, is. But we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. <laughs> we're just gonna go there, and you're gonna have the old lady and the the lather shave thing in your mind the rest of the day. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he talked about how there's Bible verses about this, and probably the most pointed one that talks specifically about anything related to fantasy is Matthew five twenty eight. It says, "But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully." has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, he's specifically talking to men, you know, in this setting, but it goes the same, you know, for women. If they're looking at men lustfully, they're committing adultery with with him in her heart. And I think we need, if you really look at this first, it's talking about our eyes, first and foremost, how we need to guard our eyes because you're looking and then you're lusting and then it goes in your mind and then it goes from your mind to your heart. And yeah. that's why this is dangerous because we think that looking is just something that is harmless and we even think that, you know, oh, flirtation is harmless. It's not like I'm having sex with that person. But it's really dangerous because what ends up happening is that person kind of wiggles their way into our heart because we don't have boundaries in place. And before you know it, we have this place in our heart for this other person that is not our spouse. And they are not supposed to be there. You know, we've committed our heart to our spouse. We've yes. said, I'm going to love you for a lifetime. I'm going to be committed to you for a lifetime. And, and when it comes to sex specifically, as defined in God's word, sex is specifically for, you know, a married couple, a man and a woman. And there's not supposed to be other people, you know, in, in, in that in that covenant, in that, especially in the marriage bed. And so these little things that we we deem as harmless that kind of become fantasies. Because I think, you know, you look first, and then if you find that person attractive and you keep on looking, it become it can become a fantasy. It can become yeah. something where you're like, whoo, they're they're really hot, you know. I wonder what it would be like with them. And that's that's kind of how it starts. It starts very innocently. And I know we've kind of touched on this before. We're going to dive in a lot deeper. You know, when it comes to our eyes, you can't help if an attractive person walks by. And it's okay to recognize if someone is attractive, but you can help if you keep on staring. And then if you keep on fantasizing, if you start forming this like, this fantasy in your mind about this person, because, you know, when we've counseled with couples who you know, have ended up either having an emotional affair or a physical affair, it usually starts this way. It starts very harmless where they're like, that's a cute person. That's a handsome person. That's an attractive person. And then before you know it, they they look longer and then they approach that person and they start talking with that person and then their hearts are connected. And a lot of times across the couch, they'll say to us, you know, I never thought it would go this far. I never intended on this. I never wanted to do this. It was just harmless. Yeah. You know, they always use those words, but fantasy, you guys, Anything outside fantasizing about your spouse, it is harmless and it's really dangerous. And, you know, it's okay. Like Dave said, we have a lot of of leeway when it comes to fantasizing together. If you want to even, like we talked about role playing, you know, a couple weeks ago, role play together. And if it's about your spouse personally and you're keeping your mind and your heart on, on your spouse, then it's okay. But anytime it's like someone else out there, some, you know, movie or some famous person or your neighbor is warming you up, so to speak, lathering yeah. you up, so to speak, okay? Just like the story that Dave shared. And then you're just looking for the warm body of your spouse to finish, so to speak. And I'm just being very point blank here. I mean, that's that happens a lot. That's, that's dangerous territory. Yeah. And really, it, it's it's in essence kind of like cheating on your spouse with your mind. Yeah, it's it's a form of mental infidelity, certainly. And then even in the act, what happens, you're, you're making love with your spouse, but your mind essentially is having sex with someone exactly. else in that moment, which is, um, you know, I, 
is not right. It's not right. You know, Max Lucado is a great author and pastor, and he says, we're the air traffic controller of all the thoughts in our brain. I love that. You can't control which airplanes or which thoughts fly overhead, but you get to determine which ones get to land there, which ones stay there, and which ones have to take off and leave. Mm -hmm. And so if you're holding on to fantasies, um, whether it's, it's fueled by, you know, a, a certain person, a certain celebrity, um, a certain thing you've seen. Um, certainly pornography plays into this, and we're not going to turn this into just a porn episode, but uh, we've talked a lot about porn. Um, I, I know what it feels like to be wrapped up in the toxic grip of pornography from years ago uh, as a young man when it just, it just completely um, had me in a prison and, and my thoughts in a prison, and I know what, what that feels like. And so if that's something you're struggling with, you've got to be real about it. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to get that out of your heart, out of your mind, and out of your home and really detox from it. And we've got resources at marriagetoday.com and other places we've talked about that in detail to, to help you with that. So we're not, we're not saying this episode again to try to shame you or to say like, oh, well, this, this, if, if, you're, if you have this thought, you're just automatically a terrible, dirty person. No. Because um, again, God wires us up to want to be able to enjoy sex and to have like creativity with it. And it should be fun. If you're not having fun together in the bedroom, you're doing it wrong. If it's just this mechanical, dutiful act that you feel like you've just got to go through the motions, um, then you're missing, you're both missing you're out. You're missing out on the best yeah. part, and, know, the and connection. That, with that being said, it doesn't mean that you've got to, you, you've got to automatically, you know, bring in all this extra, you know, extra stuff uh, to, because sometimes people will ask things like, well, um, what about bringing in sexual toys or what about, you know, this or that? And, and some people want that, but then other spouses feel like it, it brings out insecurity in them because they feel inadequate. Like, am I not enough right. that we've got to have all of this, this extra stuff? And these are just honest conversations that you and your spouse have to, have to talk about. I don't know yeah. that there's like a universal answer. Like, you know, this, these things are always right. These things are always wrong. I think a lot of it is, if you two together are in agreement that that yeah that this feels this feels safe this feels fun right. we can give this a try then for most most things as long as you're not bringing in another person virtually or physically and that includes pornography being way out of bounds um, you've got a lot of freedom but if if one spouse is really really uncomfortable for whatever reason then again the marriage bed has to be a safe place where that that, that spouse isn't always being pushed and made to feel like well you're inadequate right. the way you are unless you'll do X Y and Z. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash 
naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. It's so true. And, you know, I know we talked a lot about the dangers of a fantasy, you know, outside of your your spouse, but really fantasy can also be a good thing for your marriage. You know, I think if you are in kind of a sexual slump, you know, try to fantasize about your spouse. Because I hear this from a lot of women where they're like, you know, there's so much on my mind. There's like a list on my mind where sex, it's just like another thing on the list. And I feel like I'm just like doing my duty, like Dave talked about. And I don't really enjoy it because I have, you know, my job, my kids, I have all this stuff going on. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to go to sleep. And I know that my husband, you know, wants to have sex. And so I do it, but I don't really enjoy it. And I want to encourage you in this. I think a lot of women especially can relate to this and maybe even some men. I think, you know, again, this is not just like a gender specific issue, but, you know, if you can kind of get yourself to kind of take it mentally, take sex off that list. Because I know we all have that list going on in our mind. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Take it off the list. And it, and I would say mark on the calendar when you and your spouse are going to have sex. And I would get your mind ready for when he's coming home and allow yourself to get excited about having sex with your husband. Mm. And, and, and let fantasy work for you, okay? And this is where it can be something that will kind of get you ready mentally and, and, and get you excited about sex so that it's not just this other thing on the list. And I think that even like a flirtatious t- text to say like, can't wait to see you later, or I've put the kids, you know, down for a nap, you know, I'm ready, come in the bedroom when you're ready, or something like that, just flirtatious things. You know, it can work for you in that way. And that's where fantasy can be an exciting part of your marriage. And it's not something that's going to hurt you in the long run. Yes. And be playful, be flirtatious. You know, like Ashley's so into British shows, I might start trying to do the British <laughs> accent on it. You look extraordinary today, my love. I'm, going, so to, silly. I'm going to seduce you now. Or, or Texas Dave, like, hey there, pretty lady. Oh my goodness. I'm on my way home. I'm going to park my horse and we're just going to see what's going to happen after that. Wow. I don't think I've ever met someone from Texas who actually talks like yeah, that. Yeah, there, it's not a real person. But <laughs> hey, if it, get, if, if it gets you lathered up. Oh my gosh. We'll go for it. You're now, so silly. You can have fun. Again, like you can be you can be playful. You can be spontaneous. And you should be these things. Don't outgrow these things. You know, and, and, and be adventurous. You know, like I just, you know, if, 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 if your husband's like super into like sexy lingerie, surprise him with uh, yep. just walking out wearing that and that's going to make his his day like you know if if your wife is is like you know into whatever she's into then then do that i don't know what lingerie equivalent is for a man but 
<laughs> we also have to be careful where this leads. I was do I was counseling with a couple one time where um, fantasy actually led them down to some really dark places. Oh yeah, and it it ultimately ended their relationship because it all just became kind of the next sexual high, and and the fantasies very quickly rolled out of control to to a lot of these unhealthy unhealthy things. So right. sitting down with this couple, they were part of our church. And, um, you know, at, at first, like she kind of had this celebrity fantasy and there was one celebrity in particular that she just kind of uh, was was drawn to fixated and on. fixated on. Yeah. And she wanted him, her, you know, she wanted her husband to grow his hair out like, you know, this guy and to look like this guy and, and for that to be kind of part of their fantasy, which already is out of bounds because she's like making, <laughs> essentially making love in her mind to this celebrity. Like and I want you to become there. this person. Yeah, right. and, and then she, you know, started getting into like wanting to, wanted to be like hurt during sex. And, and, you know, it, it, it went from just liking kind of aggressive lovemaking to uh, wanting to be choked and wanting to be hurt and it get re- getting really, really aggressive to the point where right. he was uncomfortable, felt like this just doesn't feel right. I mean, I'm literally hurting you, but she was turned on by it. And then he started wanting these fantasies. It was almost like, well, I'll do this for you if you'll do this for me. And it, it went to the point where- Not even about each other. Not even about each other. He yeah. actually wanted her to be part of a threesome and he confessed that this was, you know, his a fantasy of his, which of course had been fueled by pornography, and and he thought it was kind of like the the holy grail of the sexual experience is, you know, having an orgy. And I'm just I'm listening to them talk and realizing just how far out of control and well, how it's much never good enough. It's never good enough, right? right. You, it's always it's always got to be something else. And there's there there's never. I think our sex life and our marriage, you know, we should always have contentment. We don't have to be complacent, which means we're always looking to improve every part of our relationship, including our sex life. But all along the way, we, sh- we have to be content with living within God's boundaries and living within the exclusivity of what marriage, the covenant of marriage, the sacredness of marriage is meant to be. And if the marriage bed is going to be kept safe and pure, um, we, can't, we can't let our minds and our bodies go to these other places. Their relationship ultimately ended and ended yeah. in an ugly way because it, it wasn't about the covenant anymore. It was just about um, the next high, the next sexual fix. And essentially they, right. they were acting like two drug addicts just using each other to get their next fix. Right. And it wasn't about love anymore. It wasn't about um, anything except their own selfish desires and their ever evolving desires, which were becoming more and more reckless. And so if you find yourself kind of on that path where you're, you're pushing for something uh, in, in the marriage that if you really took a step back and looked at it, you would say, you know what? I don't think this is ultimately going to bring us closer together. Right. I think um, I think that this could ultimately hurt us. So I need to take a step back. You've got to, you just got to be vigilant about those kind of things because one little step at a time, this couple who never thought their relationship would end went to some really, really dark places and they, they, they didn't recognize it as darkness. And so they didn't repent, which means turning right. from the wrong way, turning back to God's way. And and maybe your situation isn't that extreme. Maybe it's more extreme. Right. But whatever your situation is, I think that we've got to first and foremost say if we've we've got to have our hearts right with each other and right with God for um, every aspect of our marriage, including our sex life, to be all it can be. It's so true, you know. And I think where this can get really dangerous, and we kind of touched on this, but I want to go into more detail, is if you find yourself really drawn to a, another person in your life that is not your spouse and you you know have these conversations with them maybe you're looking at pictures of them on Facebook and you're kind of fixated on them like this woman was with this celebrity and what you do is you spend as much time with this person as possible 
and then you come home to your spouse and you have sex with them, that really is using your spouse. And in the same way, like maybe you're even having like sexual dreams about this person and then you wake up and you ask your spouse to have sex with you to fulfill, you know, to kind of fulfill those those desires. It's using your spouse. And so like, if you do have this issue, I would, I would just challenge you right now. I mean, I hope this is a wake-up call from the Lord saying, listen, you need to turn, you need to repent from this. This is really dangerous territory. You know, you haven't necessarily maybe slept with this person yet, but really, like Dave said, these things will take you farther than you ever thought you would go. And it's just gonna keep on, your, your mind and your body are gonna keep on wanting more and more and more because you're fixating sexually on this person. And so I would challenge you to, to distance yourself from this person. I would, I would unfriend them. They're not gonna get a notification that you unfriended them, but unfriend them. Stop looking up their page on Facebook and focusing on them. I would distance yourself from conversations with them at work or in your neighborhood or wherever you find this person in your life. And I would start focusing on your spouse. Focus on your spouse, pour into your marriage. Because the truth is, the more we fixate on someone outside our marriage, the less we're focusing on, on our spouse and our, and our relationship with our spouse. And so you're not leaving room for, for your marriage to grow because you're over here kind of just fixating on this other person and fantasizing about this other person. And so that, that kind of desire grows with that person and your desire for your spouse lessens. And yeah. so this is, you know, this is a wake-up call for anybody who's in this kind of dynamic, I want you to know there is hope. You're not doomed, but you need to turn away from this. Yes. And you might be asking, well, I don't know how to reprogram my brain and my eyes from the yeah. way that I've kind of done it, where I've just, I've gotten into this habit of of checking out other people or watching TV, watching ads, watching certain shows and, um, and really being drawn yeah. in and aroused by what I see. Um, I didn't even really at the time see it as wrong. What do I do with that? So how do I keep my fantasies focused on my spouse? I think one simple exercise is, um, and I, I heard this from, I believe it was uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle who speaks it at some of our EXO conferences and is a, a great leader. Um, I, I believe I heard this from him that he said, you know, he had to train himself to to turn his eyes away from kind of all of the different things out there in the world uh, that that would draw your eyes in and cause you yeah. to lust, whether it's a billboard, whether it's a lady working out at the gym who's, um, you know, wearing tight clothing, where, you know, that he just had to train himself to say, I'm going to turn my eyes every time I see that, and I'm going to let that be a trigger to remind me of my wife. And yeah. when I see any woman that's attractive, instead of just staring at her, I'm going to say to myself, that's not my wife. I'm going to turn my eyes and I'm going to allow that be a trigger to remind me to think about my wife and to think about her beauty and to think about um, how much I love her and am captivated by her. Focus on your favorite things about your spouse. You know, the physical, the emotional, the sexual, the spiritual, the things that you love most, you're most drawn to. Focus on the things that first drew you to your spouse. Yes. You know, the, the book of Proverbs talks about forever being captivated by the wife of your youth. You know, that means, first off, it means being faithful to that same same woman throughout your life. But it also, I think, is a reminder to think back to when you first did get together. Yeah. That what was it that first drew you? And to relive that initial connection over and over again and to never, ever let that grow stale. And if you'll continue to do that over and over, I think you can and should have a lifelong, captivating uh, love and, and enjoyable sex and all of that connection and intimacy with one another. Absolutely. And I just want to say this too, and I love that that uh, tidbit from Craig Groeschel. It's so huge. But I would say too, sometimes you have to do things 
that may seem drastic to the rest of the world. I remember years ago, our friends um, from church opened up like this state-of-the-art gym in our town, and it was awesome. Like, so we were like, you know what? And they gave us a free like month membership. And then we were kind of at that tipping point where, where we're like, should we decide to actually become members or yeah. not? And we were gonna become members just to support our friends. But then Dave and I both felt like, I mean, it's, it's a great gym, but it really drew in this crowd that barely wore any clothes. Yes. And like men would be grunting and like flaring their glistening muscles and women would be literally walking around in bras or sports bras and like really tight little shorts. And it was just like, there just, was, there just was eye no candy safe everywhere. Look. Okay, right, right, exactly. And so we were talking about it. And we were like, you know, I don't think this is good for us. Like, I think we need to go back to the Y where we're the youngest people there and we love it. So right. like we did, we went back to the YMCA. People and they were like, were, why? Why would you go? They were like, why? They don't have all the great machines. And I'm like, because it's just our speed. It's our kind can, of place. Yeah, I can focus. <laughs> There's no one tempting me to lust at that Y. That's true. And, and we, plus, you know, it was just, you have to do what works for you. And, you know, some of you listening might be, that's ridiculous. You might think that, but we just, we want to be beyond reproach. We don't want to go looking for temptation because none of us are beyond it. I mean, Dave and I deal with temptation just like the rest of you. And so we had to do things to put guardrails in place. And for you, maybe that's switching gyms. Maybe for you, it's um, maybe switching departments at work so you don't constantly come in contact with that person. Yeah, And it may even take you going, if that person keeps on, you know, sometimes you can't control if somebody really is pursuing you. It may be that you have an awkward conversation with that person. And I would even say if they don't even take you at your word, it may be time for your husband or your wife to show up at work for lunch and to go over and have a little conversation with that person in a very civil way. We've known couples who've had to do that and that shut it down real fast. So you have to do whatever it takes. Yeah, you really, really do. You know, for the, the sake of your marriage, you, you've got to be willing to look weird. You've got to yeah. be willing to, you know, do difficult things because it's it's always worth it. It's always worth it to, right. to, to keep that marriage a priority. So man, that's good stuff. So we've got a, we got a question. Before we do though, when we get home, do you want... British Dave, Texas Dave, or could I there, love? I can also do Australian <laughs> Dave if you're into that. You I know? like all the Daves. All right. Well, we'll work, we'll work on one of those when we get home. So can't wait. All right. Let's see. We got a good question here today. Thank you guys, by the way, for those who write in questions. You know, you write yes, us on Instagram, so Facebook. And if you're not following us at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram, and if you're not following the, the Marriage Today uh, social media channels or our marriage page, or Dave and Ashley Willis on Facebook. These are ways you can constantly stay connected, right. write us messages directly. But the messages that we um, answer here on the air are the ones submitted to nakedmarriagepodcast.com. So if you yes. would like your question answered, go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com. It's Sweetie. always anonymous. It is. We're never yes. going to be like, uh, Sam Sam Wilson is experiencing sexual dysfunction. And yes. he, he, uh, we will not Here's his uh, phone number if you want to text him your advice. Personally. No, it will not be that. It will always be discreet. <laughs> That's right. My love, would you like to read today's question? Sure. It says, first off, I absolutely cannot get enough of you guys. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I've only been listening for a couple of months, but each week look forward to implementing the new strategies I learn. My husband has started listening and it gives us something to connect on and relate to each week. So thank you. Since listening, my husband and I have had conversations about porn. We're committed to not allowing it in our marriage. However, he needs to be aroused for obvious reasons prior to sex. Therefore, I need to, in quotation marks, turn him on. In the past, I've I've tried talking dirty or showing skin, but feel like I make a fool of myself, and so I laugh it off. Well, he says it's not attractive. I feel like I don't know how to be sexy. What do you suggest? Thank you. That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, I, you know, for for most guys, uh, I would say there's there's nothing more sexy 
in in their their wife than seeing her confident. Mm -hmm. And so I think when he's saying that's not sexy, he's not trying to diminish what you're trying to do to be sexy. He's he's trying to encourage you to not laugh, to not show a lack of confidence. You know, even if even if you're not feeling confident, to know that he is so drawn to you, he is so captivated by you. Um, he he's he's so you know turned on by you just just being you and just to own that sexiness. I would say I would say that as as a starter, and then to talk about you know what what does get him aroused. I mean you know for certain guys you know it could just be making out, it could be massage, it could be focusing on certain regions of his body, which will right. very quickly help him get aroused. Um, you know it could be uh, starting with uh, with oral sex. Right. Uh, there are lots of different. You know, you've got to talk about these things with each other and not just in the moment, by the way. We say this all the time. Don't just talk about sex when you're right there in the moment uh, getting ready to do it, but but talk about it over breakfast. Talk about it during kind of natural conversation times. Like, what do I do that most turns you on? Yeah. And what can I do to make it more pleasurable for you? And to really just be honest with each other, be loving, but be very like complimentary, knowing this is, these are vulnerable conversations and so um, build each other up. Don't tear each other down. Even if you're, you know, you're asking for specific things or, or different things to do it in a very affirming way, because we've all got insecurities. You know, most, most women express statistically that they have um, some insecurities about their appearance mm-hmm. that, that holds them back sexually. Some men, most men actually express that they have some insecurities regarding their performance that holds, holds them back um, in, in, in certain ways. And we just got to know that the, that marriage bed is such a safe place that, that those insecurities fade away and we can really just enjoy each other and express our love uh, to one another. And to do it without porn, to right. do it without these kind of artificial methods, but to do it um, just with one another. And I just want to commend you guys on on you know, making that commitment to not use porn in your marriage. I think that's awesome because that's going against the grain. You know, the world tells us it's okay, even in the Christian community, and it's just not okay, and it's destroying marriages. And that's, you know, both Christian researchers say it as well as secular researchers. So I commend you on that. And that is definitely moving your marriage in the right direction. But all those things Dave said, I think that will go a long way. And I think too, like I mentioned earlier, you know, just flirtatious text, a, a phone call, saying how you're excited. I mean, I think a lot of it is just, you know, it's getting your mind and your heart ready for the sexual experience. And again, don't underestimate lingerie. Sometimes the sexiest thing you can say is like, I went to Victoria's Secret today and I cannot wait to show you what I got later, you yes. know? And, and for guys, for a lot of guys, that's a huge turn on. And then, you know, I know, I understand where she's saying she feels silly, like doing a little like undress sequence, you know, because for a lot of women, it just doesn't feel natural to them. Let him undress you. Let him do it at his own mm. pace and undress you. And so that way you don't even have to worry about it. Yes, you are his favorite gift to unwrap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, great question. Thank you guys for sending in these questions. And thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you for those who leave a review. When you leave a five-star review yes. on iTunes or wherever you happen to be listening, it really, really does help other people discover discover this. And, and people all over the world are, are sending in messages saying that they're finding encouragement strength for their marriage, strength for their faith, strength for their family as they listen uh, to these resources. So you're a part of that. You're a partner in that when you subscribe and when you leave reviews. So thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you. We do. And we will see you next time. Bye.